This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. Family, tonight, you see the title of tonight's Solid Talk says, The Seven Pillars of the Beast System. Part one. So we're in the series, even in Solid Talk. And part one is going to be about education. And I believe the thumbnail of this video said, Are the schools safe for our children, right? And I'm going to get into that in one moment, what I mean by that title, are the schools safe for our children? But I want to start just by this idea that the Lord woke me up with this morning, right? He woke me up this morning talking, thinking about the seven pillars of society, right? It wasn't even seven when he woke me up, but I had to go and, and, and research what are the pillars of society, right? What are the pillars of society? And so I was able to find this particular um, illustration of the seven pillars of society. And when I found this, it actually reminded me of um, something that a pastor had told me one time that I had forgotten about a little bit, but it was talking about biblically how as the church we are supposed to aim to conquer these seven pillars of society. This is a part of us manifesting or revealing God's kingdom to the earth, right? And so I'm going to show you this um, this uh, brief webpage that really talks about these seven pillars of society, right? Let me move myself out the way real quick. Glory to God in the highest. It says, um, based off of this scripture, and I'm not really uh, getting into our role in this, um, but I just want to frame it. So Isaiah two and two says, now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's host shall be established on top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Right. And so then there's this, this biblical idea of the seven pillars of society. This article says, what are they? We're not going to read this whole article, but basically the seven pillars of what you see right here, um, the bottom middle of the screen, business, government, religion, family, media, education, and culture, right? These are seven spaces that are territories, right? These are the seven spaces that basically govern a society because if you remove any one of these seven from a society, you no longer have a society. If you remove business, you don't have a functioning society. If you remove family, even religion, right? And we're going to get to that in, 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 a, in a moment, but in another, in another part of the series, um, education, media, okay, government, all of these different little mountains that you see right here at the bottom of the screen, all of these are different spaces or territories that are able to be conquered, right? These are different spaces and areas where we are competing, right, for the interests of mankind, right? Why are we competing for the interests of mankind? We're competing for the interests of mankind because of the prospect of souls, 
Jesus called us to go out and make disciples, right? He called us to, to, to lead people to him so that he can save their souls. So the entire war that we see, um, spiritual battle that we see going on in the world and society, it's because of this idea of a war. And anytime we're in a war, we're conquering territories. And so this whole idea of these seven pillars, this is a series that we're going to start. And, and the first one I'm going to cover is going to be education. Now we're going to go through all seven of these pillars, right? We're, uh, we may do them consecutively, but if, if the Lord give me something in between, you know what I mean? We may interrupt the series to talk about that. But as it stands right now, we're going to cover each of these and they list them here at the bottom. I'm not sure that they're in any particular order. You know, if, if I had to order them, you know, it's, it's almost hard to order them because all of them are important. Each of them are important. Right. Uh, but I want to start with education because I believe that's what the Lord has been kind of impressing upon me this week. Just this idea of um, are the schools safe? for our children. And when I say are the schools safe for our children, I'm not at all talking about uh, I'm not talking about physical safety. I'm not talking about the school incidents that we see. Y'all know what I'm talking about. These type of incidents. I don't think YouTube likes that word, but I'm not even talking about those type of incidents. I'm not talking about violence. What I'm talking about when I ask are the schools safe, I'm literally asking are the schools safe for the children when it comes to rearing and educating them? Because education is basically indoctrination. And one of the reasons why, why this is so such an important aspect of our culture is because whoever has the, the minds and the eyes and the attention and the ears of the children, that's the people, those that, that's the group. That's the entity. That's whoever who actually has the future because the children are the future. And so what we realize is that there's a very conscious effort. And I say we realize if you don't realize it, I'm hoping that we'll realize it by the end of this solid talk. But uh, what we what we are going to point out is that there's a very concerted effort to take the minds, the hearts, and the eyes of the children. So we're going to go over some things that are happening in these schools. And um, even though I may use one incident here and there, these are not one-off incidents, right? These are just examples of things that are happening really in all different areas of the country, okay? All different aspects of the country, these things are taking place uh, every day. Um one of the mistakes that I've made in uh, having this YouTube channel is I assume that because somebody follows or subscribes to this channel, that they uh, are aware of everything I'm aware of, that they have the same thought processes that I have, that we have a, a bunch of similarities. And I had to learn over the years, everybody is subscribed for different reasons. Some people agree with you. Some people might subscribe because they disagree with you, right? Some people um, may agree with you, but they're not privy to the, the different types of information 
And so a lot of times I'll say stuff or I'll reference stuff without citing it because in my mind, I'm thinking y'all already know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like this is squad. We already know what's good. Um, and a lot of times that's the case. But a lot of times people have jobs, people have families, um, people have businesses. They have different things that they're doing and everybody doesn't get an opportunity um, to be exposed to things. Now, y'all know I ain't got no life. So all I do is sit up here and watch. <laughs> uh, watch. As a matter of fact, the name Gregory, um, when I looked up one definition, said that it means watchful alert right watchful and alert and so um i don't believe that's by accident you know what i mean i think that that's something that the lord has called me to and one of the things that i want to discuss today is i want to discuss what's going on in these schools um are the schools safe for our children i'm gonna point to some incidents because this is happening all the way from elementary all the way up to college, right? And I could pull a bunch of articles, um, but I'm going to start with this story about um, Drag Queen Story Hour. And this one is from four years ago. So that tells you how long this has been going on. But even though this particular story is from four years ago, this is still going on today uh, pretty consistently. It's actually happening more consistently you don't always see it on the mainstream media all the time because um, the enemy controls the media, <laughs> which is another pillar that we'll talk about another day. Uh, but because of that, he doesn't want um, this to get out too much. But this particular story that we're about to see is a case of some people that are actually uh, protesting against the drag queen story hour, which brings me to my point about why we're studying these seven pillars is because we have to conquer the space, right? So the title of this video says the seven pillars of the beast system. The beast is another word for antichrist. I don't know if YouTube likes that word or not. So I call it the beast system, but uh, the beast meaning um, the figure who's going to come up as the Antichrist, the beast, and he's going to implement a system, a governmental system. That governmental system is going to have both political and it's also going to have religious system. Right. But under the political and the, and the, and the, the political and the religious system, you're going to find all of these seven pillars that we're referencing. So we go back to what we started in the beginning. It's going to be the businesses. It's going to be the government. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be the religion. It's going to be the family structure. It's going to be the media. And as we're talking about tonight, the education and it's going to be the culture. Right. Which all of these things really shape and mold the culture. So we're talking about warfare. We're talking about battles. Um, we're talking about how do we as the body of Christ combat? How do we take territory in these spaces? Obviously, we got to be prayerful. Obviously, we got to, um, uh, you know what I mean, um, be vocal, not fall into politically correct culture. Right. PC culture is nothing more than a than a muzzle is designed to stop us from speaking. Right. Because everybody has to walk on eggshells. 
So you got this idea of PC culture. You got this idea of being canceled. You got this idea of being tolerant or being intolerant. Another word for intolerant is a bigot. So all of this is structural. And what the reason why the Lord had me to, to bring this up today uh, and start this series is because there's chaos in all of these different spaces. It's so much chaos in all of these different spaces that we almost don't even know how to like where to attack first, <laughs> like where to respond. It's like uh, if you ever play that, um, if you ever play that game called whack-a-mole, you know what I mean? You got to. You got this little thing that pops up, then you got to hit it. And before you can hit it, it goes back down and then something pops up over here. And we playing whack-a-mole. We trying to hit all of these different type of things. But if we can understand the strategy that the enemy is taking, because he understands these, these seven spaces that we're going to cover, he understands them very specifically. So we need to know this because I mentioned prayer is our weapon. But whenever we pray, we have to know how to pray. Right. Um, if we don't know how to pray, then we don't know what to ask for. So how do we learn how to pray? We learn how to pray uh, by uh, figuring out what's going on. And then the other way we learn how to pray is the Bible says that uh, we can make groanings and utterances, the spirit will make groanings and utterances because we don't even know how to pray. We don't even know what to pray for. Let's find that scripture real quick. And so uh, when I woke up this morning and the Lord put this in me, uh, what he's doing is he's revealing to us, right? He's revealing to us how he wants us to pray and where he wants us to fight. That's the purpose of this series that he just started. What well, the one the scripture I referenced was this. <laughs> it kind of applied. We'll see how much it applies. Romans chapter eight, verse 26. It says in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how we ought to pray. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So that's that's more of a personal example. But the fact of the matter is that God reveals to us things in general. Right. And so that's what he is revealing to us tonight. So let's take a listen to this story about drag queen story hour from four years ago. Um, I actually can't hear it real time as you guys watch it because of um, some technical stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and play it, assume it's on the up and up, and um, we'll talk about it in a minute. Well, they say there's two sides to every story, and that was certainly the case today over the controversial Drag Queen Story Hour in downtown Mobile. Asha Staples was there as folks from both sides of the conversation met before story time. There was a new twist to story Okay, let me pause it right here because, wait a minute. I don't even see, I don't even hear everything that's going on, right? <laughs> I have no idea what's being said. Um, but let me say this. Look at the screen. Look at the screen. Um, on the screen, 
you see a bunch of kids, but you also see a bunch of parents. This is what we're up against. And when I say what we're up against, I'm not talking anything violent. I'm not talking anything, anything heinous. I'm not even saying that these people themselves are your enemy because the scripture says that we don't battle against flesh and blood. We battle against spiritual wickedness in high places, right, and, and, and powers of darkness and things like that. But this is what the issue is. The issue is that through these seven pillars, right, uh, and this gets into the one about family, but we'll save that for another week. Through these seven territories, it has conditioned a lot of the minds of these people to participate in this thing that is wicked, right? This is wicked to the core. But when your conscience has been seared with the hot iron and you don't know right from wrong and, and, you, and your stubbornness overrides the will of God and frustrates the grace of God, you're going to be able to, to, to convince yourself that there's nothing wrong with this. Now, when I talk about these people, I'm not talking about the children because the children don't, don't know any better. Right. The children, they don't know anything from anything. And, and, and that's why the education is so important, because when you have a child, you have what? A clean slate. OK, as a child, all you really have, you have the, the, the conscience that God has given you. But as far as you're learning, you're rearing whatever your parents or whoever, whoever's opinion you esteem like your teacher. Right. You might esteem your teacher over your parent because you spend eight to 10 hours a day with your teacher and then you go home. You got to do your homework. Then you, you eat a little dinner. You might take that to the room and have a TV dinner, watch some on the Internet, play some video games. So you don't spend eight to 10 hours with your teachers and you only spent really probably one to two quality hours with your parents, if that. Right. So the issue here is these adults, right? The issue is that you have uh, parents who endorse this. And I'm not going to uh, get on this too much. Uh, there are a few men here. But what I've noticed um, when it comes to most of these incidents that I see, when it comes to stuff like Drag Queen Story Hour, when it comes to stuff like... Um, uh, gender confusion, which we're going to talk about in a moment. Uh, it's usually like some crazy liberal woman, right? Some crazy <laughs> uh, bug-eyed uh, woman who the devil has been able to convince that this is appropriate. So I'm going to go ahead and finish the uh, video here. Today. Instead of what some may consider, quote, the norm, was a drag queen, Miss Chloe Cash, who says her hope is to inspire inclusion and self-expression. Y'all know no better. That's Brian Fulmayor's goal, too, and the top reason he wanted to host the state's first drag queen story hour. My biggest thing Make sure y'all can hear that. that. The city of Mobile is a very welcoming city, loving Matter of fact, y'all tell me what he's saying because I can't really hear it. As well. uh, and we want to show people that, hey, we love this city. 
and we love the people in it. Now, this story hour comes weeks after a lot of heated debates from those who didn't support the event. Many calling on city leaders to speak up and stop the story hour said they were disappointed they didn't and for that showed up in protest. I just think a, 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 a man shouldn't dress up like a woman and a woman shouldn't dress up like a man. Mary Talbert is just one of many who say small children shouldn't be exposed to such a way of living. God made you who you are. You are a woman whether you like it or not. I'll see if I can hear on my phone a little bit. Whether you like it or not. Okay, now that lady, she had the Jesus hat on. Let me go back a little bit. I ain't hear what she was saying. Hold on. <laughs> I just heard her accent. Um, <laughs> I had to listen to it on my phone. Um, <laughs> yeah, that lady got a deep little country accent. But in all seriousness, um, she has the Jesus hat on. She's made up in her mind, right, that these are that this is a battle that's worth fighting. And to her credit, uh, I talked about how it was women in the um, schools and stuff like that. This is a woman. I'm presuming a woman of God. And another woman of God standing with her who are not going to allow this to go forth. Let's keep it going. And you are man, whether you like it or not. It's nothing against gays, nothing against lesbians, nothing against drag queens. That's their business as long as they keep it their business. I don't think that three-year-old to eight-year-old kids need to be exposed to that adult information any more than if I were to go in and teach a sex education class to that same bunch of kids. It's just not age appropriate. That's my only problem. For those on the other side of the conversation, yeah, so they going at acceptance it. should be the root hold of... Hold on, hold on. Let me pause it right there. I'm going to... I am going to love and tolerate the heck out of you. I'm going to love and tolerate the heck out of you. One of the, one of the issues that I um, talked about in previous Solid Talks is the religion of the Antichrist. We won't get too deep into it because we're in a series. But that religion is the religion of tolerance. Let's keep it going. Of the conversation. That's what we want, better dialogue, so that people understand this is part of Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. <laughs> um, y'all, tell me what y'all think of this, because I can't really hear it, but I can, uh, I'm getting visual cues. And if my visual cue is, uh, if, my, if my spidey senses are tingling the way they are, I'm assuming this is supposed to be a religious person because of this collar that they have on the screen here, along with this custom-made clergy outfit. This goes to what I was just mentioning, the religion of tolerance. Um, these people, well-intentioned as they may be, um, are lost. The Bible refers to this as the blind leading the blind, right? And what we have here, I, I can't tell if that's a man or a woman. I think I, mm, I think that's a man. No, no, no. My bad. I think that's a woman. 
<laughs> um, but w- what we have here, seriously, is uh, confusion and people who have a presentation of Christ that is not the biblical Christ. You can't get through the New Testament of this Bible and come out believing what I'm presuming that they're believing, which is that they're supporting this particular community, the LGBT. They're supporting this particular community. Right. But still trying to uh, justify it, still trying to present as though these people can be justified before God. They can be saved. They can be born again. They can be renewed, regenerated. They can be converted. But you cannot coexist as as an unrepentant sinner, whatever that sin is. You cannot be an unrepentant sinner and then still be in right standing with God at the same time. You can be a struggling sinner. A struggling sinner is somebody where you wouldn't really be a sinner. You would be a saint. But you can be a, a believer who's struggling. Struggling means that uh, mentally and uh, spiritually, I've come into agreement with God, but I haven't yet gotten my deliverance. or I haven't disciplined my flesh enough to be able to actually. Um, how do I want to say it? I haven't disciplined my flesh enough to be able to actually be delivered from whatever I'm struggling with or I haven't sanctified myself enough or, or I've backslidden. You can be that and be a believer, but you can't be unapologetically against the word of God and still try to be for God at the same time. But let's keep going because we, we do on education tonight, not really religion. But this kind of shows you how all of these are in sync with one another, right? You you almost can't separate too many of them. Integral part of this community, and we just want to be treated with respect and dignity like everybody else, and we want our families to be treated that way. This is a great opportunity for us to open that door of conversation. Ambrosia Sterling wasn't a part of the story hour, but she was dressed the part. She says seeing the positive support shows that Mobile is one. It means everything. There's room for everyone under the reading rainbow. So what it looks like we have is it looks like we have competing camps, right? Competing camps. And it'll be interesting to see how many are on each side. It's really hard to see. Um, But it's easy to stand up for the religion of tolerance because it's basically anything goes. Like it's a very self-serving, flesh-centered ideology. So... It appeals to everybody and you don't look mean if you're just letting people do whatever they want. If you're the if you're the parent and one parent is going to let the kids stay up and eat ice cream all night and pizza and play video games all night. And then the other parent is the one who actually stands for something that haven't has integrity. You're going to look like the bad guy, even though you're the one who actually loves them the most because you're realizing, hey, what you're doing is destructive. You can't get in the habit of eating ice cream and pizza all night and playing video games and you have school in the morning. Each of us has a morning when we're going to wake up (laughs) and when we wake up from that morning, uh, meaning when we leave this earth, there's going to be a place we go. And if we want to go to heaven, there's some things we got to put away. Let's keep it going. 
Okay. Um, I come from a tiny, tiny little town called Dothan, Alabama. Three years ago, I did my first political rally at the same park where I used to go and hide and cry until I could dry up and go back home and fake like it was okay again. Um, to, for these things to be happening here, um, 25 years after I started doing drag is nothing short of absolutely amazing. We'll all go back to playing Bitter Bar later. Man, that is a huge right crowd now, of people. When the chips are down, every person out here is a member of my family. And you don't mess with my family. Reporting from downtown Mobile. Man, um, a lot going on there. I'm going to have it in my ear real quick just to see what folks are saying. But um, a lot going on there. But the reality is this is happening in schools. In schools. In schools. And this is what I mean when I ask the question. Are our children safe in schools? Because you send your child to school with one belief system and a certain set of principles and your expectation is my child is supposed to go to school and get an education right reading writing and arithmetic okay that's your expectation <laughs> your expectation is teach them one plus one equals two but when they matriculate through this school system, you, primarily the public school system, when they matriculate through this school system, they come out with ideologies that are even worse, not even worse, but ideologies that are, are bad. They're not good. And they're starting them very young. Um, that was four years ago. It's still going on today. Uh, they got drag queen story hour in these schools. Um, they have this whole uh, pronoun thing in the schools, which we're going to get to in a minute. And I hate that these conversations have to be uh, always centered around that agenda. Y'all know that agenda that I'm talking about. I hate that it that it has to always be centered around that particular agenda. But the fact of the matter is that's what the enemy is leading with. And he's leading with that because it's one of those sins where you don't actually see the wickedness of the sin because the idea behind it is do whatever you want. What does it matter what I'm doing in my bedroom? But we see today and, and, and here's where Christians messed up. Some Christians messed up. We see today that if you give somebody an inch, they're going to take a mile. So what started off in, the, in, in, well, let me say it this way, that community has been around since forever, pretty much, like almost from the beginning of, of humanity, practically. We know it dates all the way back to Sodom. And so um, you got the, the whole Sodom thing going on, right? And it's, it's gone throughout the years and things like that. But what's happened is... Um, in our culture here in America, we we have tolerated it a little bit with the expectation that we can manage it and thinking that we can manage it. Right. Um, they say, OK, you gave us this. Give us this. You know, what I'm saying when, when Bill Clinton was in office, it was in the military. It was like, don't ask, don't tell. You know what I'm saying? Then then after that, you fast forward to like 
today they had the military in high heels. You know what I mean? So I say all of that to say it has grown into something to where it's even in the schools. So now in the school system, if you got a a, a, a young lady, a, a little girl or a girl, let's say a teenage girl, and she runs track and she's trying to get a scholarship and you know what I mean? She's competing against other people. What's going to happen is depending on where she is, there's going to be, sorry, I keep talking in fragments. I'm trying to look up some articles to support this, <laughs> but depending on where she is in the country which really at this point, point can be anywhere she's going to be competing against boys that believe that they're women or girls rather and so when she competes against them what chance does she have you know what I mean men are athletically stronger bigger stronger a higher muscle density that's not my opinion that's just um a fact, right? And I'm not saying every man can beat every woman in a race because I'm pretty sure all of them track star, track females in high school, I know each and every one of them could beat me in a race because <laughs> I'm super slow. But um, what I'm saying is if somebody is in that space and they're competing at, a, at the highest level for where they are, right? If they're competing, okay, um, they're going to win, the guys, we saw this with Leah Thompson, the, the swimmer. And so um, that's that's one issue of it is the fact that we see this now erasing womanhood as we know it. But the other issue of it is that now they can actually go into the locker rooms. And so if you're an athlete, the locker room is where you get naked and you change your clothes, you shower. Right. Whatever it is that you need to do to freshen up or however you need to do it, that's where you do it. But now they're allowed to be in the locker room. So potentially and I have heard stories of this potentially your high school girl is on the track team or just in gym class. And then there's this other, quote unquote, transgender girl who could be in the same locker room as your daughter. And so when I say, are the kids safe in school? Yes, I'm talking about ideas and indoctrination. But when you hear something like that, you got to ask the question, is my kid even actually literally safe in school? Because if that love, see, see the thing about this whole uh, community <laughs> is, is the idea behind it is that you can even be fluid. So if I wake up on Tuesday, I might feel like I like girls. And if I wake up on Thursday, I might feel like I like boys. And if that person is in the locker room with your child and it's Tuesday, that's girl day. And they might still have man parts. And if they got those man parts. Look. I'm just saying it's, it's not a safe space, even if they don't do anything to them. 
I'm not I'm not saying like they monsters or something. They automatically going to do something crazy. But even if they don't do anything to them, do, do you want your daughter in a space where if this person removes their clothing, your daughter is going to see a man part? Who knows what grade she's in? She could be in middle school, high school. And so this is messy, right? It's messy. And we have fallen into the trap of of uh, compromise by compromising things on a micro level, thinking that it's not going to get any any more than that. But now it's gotten so cancerous and it spreads so much that it's even in the schools to where you can have an auditorium full of parents and even fill fill in a room to where you even got folks on the outside protesting in favor of this. And so if you're the Christian, how does that make you feel? You're the believer, right? You <laughs> you're the believer. You are standing up against a whole town. Jesus said in the last days, it'll be as the days of Lot and as the days of Noah. Noah. Uh, when they did, when they got Lot uh, out of the town, when they got Lot, um, Lot was one of the few that had not been contaminated. Actually, the entire town was knocked. A whole bunch of people from the town were knocking on Lot's door. When they saw those angels come in, the first thing they said was fresh meat. And they knocked on his door. Who are those guys? Those ain't whatever they were. I guess the angels must have looked like men. Who are these men that you are? Uh, that you have um, <laughs> that you let up in here. We know we've seen them walk in. Bring them out so that we may know them. What does the word know mean in that context? Uh, K-N-O-W. In that context, it means to make of them what we are. Right. Um, to make of them what we are. Right. So let me back up. When they said bring them out so that we may know them. That meant that they wanted to sleep with them. Right. It meant that they wanted to sleep with them. And it also means to make of them what we are. So what's happening is that particular spirit. One of the ways that is transferred is through that action. Right. It's actually transferred through that activity. And so you ask the question when you cut on Netflix, your kid goes to school. Let's say that they. um. Let's say that they uh, showing them Scooby Doo. OK, Scooby Doo, they just came out with the character. The character, the character's name is Velma. Now, she's been a, a member <laughs> of Scooby Doo forever. Right. She's been around since back when I was a little kid and before that. But now they actually have. um quote unquote revealed that Velma is a lesbian. So let's look at this clip real quick. And as promised, here are your Scooby Snacks. 
Scooby Snack. Oh wait, okay, let's do it just repeating it. Okay, fair enough. So we see that. She sees this um this little uh other character, right? And when she sees this other character, she's attracted to her. Now, what the culture will tell you is that the point of this is representation. OK, so uh, be under the guise of representation, which is just another pillar of the religion of tolerance. They think they will advertise this as a good thing. Why is it that almost every show that you watch really think about the shows you watch, especially if you watch stuff on Netflix, you watch these shows on cartoons. There's this concerted effort to turn everything gay. What's the deal with that? Is that by accident? Is that just a coincidence? Like, and they're also digging up dead people they're not literally digging them up but they're like going back and reviewing the lives of dead people and saying oh this person was probably uh, a homosexual this person was probably a transgender and stuff like that but then on the flip side of it <laughs> when they don't get the representation that they want then it becomes a problem so what do i mean by that i guess on netflix they got a show out now called Dahmer. it's about jeffrey Dahmer, the serial killer and it turns out that Jeffrey Dahmer was gay. So Netflix listed it under the, the section LGBT. But then that community got upset because <laughs> because they were like, we don't want Jeffrey Dahmer to be associated with us. Well, hey, if you say you want representation and if you say you want everything to be accurate and all of this stuff, here we got a real example you don't even have to make this one up you hey look he just so happens to be a serial killer um that's take it or leave it it doesn't mean every gay person is a serial killer but this particular one <laughs> fits the bill um so that's what we're dealing with that's what we're dealing with i see a few comments here i'm gonna read them real quick um B says children are victims here. I'm so sad. Yeah, see, I, I don't like these solid talks because it's, it's bleak. Um, but the scripture says that nobody lights a candle and then hides it under a bushel, right? If you, if you light a candle, meaning we are carrying the fire of the Holy Ghost, the idea is that we need to be seen. And the darker that it gets, the easier it is to see the candle, right? So um, we're the light of the world, you know? But I understand what you're saying. B goes on to say confusion. Ashkenazi says, when I was in third grade, my teacher sent a note to my mother, which started by saying, Cynthia is too idealistic. The year was 1966. What was wrong with being idealistic? By the way, the teacher was an Eastern star. Well, that's interesting, um, Ashkenazi. I'd like to know a little bit more about what she meant by that. But um, that's just what it is. God bless everybody that's joining us. Sister Cecilia, God bless you. Praise the Lord, Sister Lizzie. Glory to God. Here's a comment by Lizzie. It says, not an accident at all. Uh, 
just brainwashing kids into so let me let me let me act like I know how to read tonight. Not an accident at all. Just brainwashing kids into it. Put that in Scooby knowing 90s kids will watch it. Hmm. They hate that Jeffrey is an example of what's to come for them. Homosexuality is perversion and it will lead to the exact same things he did when he was alive. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's just one of them things. Let's get into another article real quick, because we talked a little bit about the elementary. What's going on with them? It's a lot more going on. We haven't even scratched the surface. There's another before we even move on from that. Let's stay in grade school before we get to college, because college has been wilding out for a while now. So we should already know about college. But um, there was something that got exposed. I'm trying to figure out how I can search this on my <laughs> You ever like be trying to search something on your computer and you're searching it for a valid reason, like it's on the up and up, but you got to type a bunch of keywords that just make you look mad suspect. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do right now. Because um, there were some schools, and I believe it might have been in one of the counties here near Virginia. I could be wrong. But there were schools that had books in a library. I'm from D.C. I can't say that word. The library. And <laughs> the schools, the literature basically contained sexual scenes. And some of the parents actually stood up about this. So let's check this article out because we're asking a question. Are the kids safe in school? Now, this is actually high school, I believe. But let's go ahead and read the article. Glory to the Lamb of God. I haven't read it yet, so we're going to go through it together. The headline says Oregon School District books contain Pornographic image, and this is according to Fox News, contain pornographic imagery of sex acts, according to Portal. An Oregon mom pulled her children out of school over what she called indoctrination. So let's see if we can just get maybe just a headline here. It says Oregon schools in the North Clackamas district. That sounds like something from Oregon. Contain books with pornographic imagery, including imagery of sex acts according to an online portal schools use to track books available for children to take out at their libraries. Schools around the country use the program Destiny to track books taken in and out of its library. Fox News Digital obtained screenshots of inappropriate titles and books on gender ideology at most of the school's districts. We don't need to read this whole thing. But the idea is that the school libraries contain these books. And the irony of this is they had a meeting about this in one of the school systems. And one of the mothers got up, a good mother, she got up and she started reading what was in the book. And the school council, whoever was on the panel up there, <laughs> were like, excuse me, ma'am, you can't read that. There are kids in a room. And she's like, that's the point. Like you have these books in a library for our kids to check out. Why do they need to be there? They're there because the devil wants to sexually indoctrinate your children. He wants a 
he wants a system that's catered to be able to receive him. When we talk about the beast system, see, the world has to be prepared for the arrival of the Antichrist. He can't come on the scene right now just doing whatever he wants off the break because there's too much of a standard of righteousness right now. So the Bible says when the, when the, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against it. So what's happening now, the Bible says that the spirit of the Antichrist is already in operation. Paul said that back when he was alive, that was almost 2000 years ago. So imagine now us. OK, that same spirit is in operation. So that same Antichrist spirit is trying to set up these pillars because it wants a culture that can actually receive this world ruler when he comes on the scene. When that's going to be, I don't know, but I know it's going to happen because it's in the word of God. And so the Bible says that when this figure does come on the scene or just the Antichrist spirit in general, it has the power to change times and laws. OK, uh, we're going to learn about this throughout the throughout the series, but I think it's in the book of Daniel. It says that he has the power to change times and laws. And that's what we see going on. Um, every time you turn around they're they're changing the laws. Right. I think Joe Biden just changed the law about marijuana or something like that. They're changing the laws because they want a, a people that have conformed to the Antichrist religion. What is the Antichrist religion? It's literally what it says, Antichrist. So if there's something in the word of God that God wants for his people, that's going to go against it. So he doesn't want the children to have an opportunity to be children and be raised um, righteously. He doesn't want that for the children. He being Satan and the Antichrist spirit. What he wants is for them to be perverted, corrupted, molested. Because if you let the kid read, read this, that's a type of molestation. So we get the idea. Right. That's happening in schools. That was high school. Now, let's go to college. <laughs> Actually, let me see. Before we go to college, let me see if I can find this one article that was in my area. Uh, I think it was in PG. Was it in PG County or D.C. Public Schools? PG County teacher sues school district. Let me see if this is the article. I, now, I found this article like a week or two ago. Oops. And the reason why they sued them, which we're going to hopefully read in a minute. OK, is over this whole issue. Fox 5 DC. Let's check it out. Transgender teacher settles lawsuit with Prince George's County Public Schools. Let's read this article. Now, that's the, this is the teacher right here, right? Now, Prince George's County, where I live now, I'm, I'm going to try not to make this too much of a racial issue. But Prince George's County, which is where I live, is majority black and brown people. Um, mostly black people, some Hispanic, a few white people here and there. But the thing about uh, 
The thing about these, what we're talking about tonight, these school systems, some of the biggest soldiers in the Antichrist army are liberal white people. Okay, I'm not saying they're the only ones. You got a whole bunch of liberal black people that are crazy too. But they're some of the, the strongest soldiers in this fight. And what they are doing is they're going into these inner city schools, right, to help uh, manage these savage children, these inner city children, <laughs> um, to try to shape and mold the world into how they think the world should be. So here we have um, a school. I don't even know what school this person was at, but I, I live in this county, so I know whatever school she was at, mostly black and, and, and brown students, right? And this white man who believes that he's a woman, hold on, hang tight, my light went out. Don't look at my pants. I don't know if my pants good. Hold on real quick. Ah, don't look at the screen. My bad. Y'all know I like my optics. Okay. Hopefully I look half decent. I know I was looking crazy. Let me look at that. I don't even want to look at it. At least I was small on the screen. Y'all can't see too much. Uh, no, that's not good. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, That's not what I want. This is what I want. Yeah. So they're going into these schools to be these heroes. And to, to, to be the parents that these kids need, which is why these teachers take their jobs so, so much more serious than they need to. I'm not saying that. Let me, let me back up. A teacher can have a very influential role in a kid's life. And there have been many teachers who have impacted students in a very positive way. Many teachers, many, many coaches. The issue is that um, because of how this society is shaping up, I'm to the point now where if you're a teacher, I don't want you shaping and molding anything other than ABC one, two, three, because there's too much going on socially, morally in today's culture to where if I had a kid, you're not going to be corrupting my kid. As a matter of fact, if I had a kid and I had the means to do it, I probably wouldn't even have my kid in public school. Right. Um, this is a whole nother discussion. Right. But the way that society America used to be was. And I'm going to say this, and I'm not saying women shouldn't vote after I say what I'm about to say. So let me let me get that clear right now. But what you would have is you would have a husband who managed the outside. And then you would have a wife who's the keeper of the home. She managed the inside and she also managed the children. So the children got their morality they got it from the mother and the father, but but she's more intimately with the children. Women are much better in details than men. Um, men are like big picture. Women just are great at details. So uh, they deal with the, the, the nurturing of the child at a closer level. See, the, the, the dad 
It nurtures the kid long term. Right. That's how it typically is like like I know they don't like it right now, but it's building character. So in 25, when they get to be 25, they'll have some integrity. The mom oftentimes tends to a lot of the more urgent, personal, intimate, nurturing, close nurturing type needs. So she's responsible for the morality um, of the child, as well as the education of the child. Now, education, um, we we have been wired to believe that education equals school. Education does not necessarily equal school. Education exists all by itself. Education is just simply teaching somebody. Education is indoctrination. School just happens to be the place that people go to receive education. So uh, what's happened is the less contact that the parents have had with the children, the less indoctrination and influence the parents have in the child's life. So now the parent sends the child off to school. Right. And. The, the the school is now raising that child, basically. And back then, when you had it, you had a, a, a husband out working, a wife tending to the home, shaping and molding the kids. And you had the husband voting because what was happening is the family was in agreement. So and, and the family was prevalent, like there were families, right? There was just a lot of families. It was a thing to be a family. So when the husband went out and voted, it wasn't like his wife's uh, opinion was not being represented in the vote. It was saying, hey, the family, the Brown family, this is our vote. The Johnson family, this is our vote. OK, the, 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 the uh, you know, Jenkins family, this is our vote. And that's how things were formed. But separately now, everybody has become separated because the marriage and we'll talk about that more in the family part of this of these seven pillars. But I say all that to say. Um, my first choice for small children will probably be homeschooled by their mom. Right. Um, and if that's not feasible, private school. I used to look at it like I could do the kids in a little school, like elementary, because they all learn the same stuff. Ain't ain't no violence for real. And, but now if they having drag queen story hour for elementary kids, I don't even feel safe having my child in the public school system. And we read these articles and think that they so far off. But the fact of the matter is some of y'all might have remember me saying that. A few years ago now, there's a school of 10 minute walk up the street from me. There was a Satanist group that was trying to start a club in one of the schools. And there's a dude that I know. I don't know him that well, but I know him through like some people and seen him at the bus stop a few times. We met at like a mutual party or something like a like a birthday party, something innocent. It was a Christian guy. I wasn't even Christian at the time. But anyway. Um, all of that being said, right, he, he had a kid in that school and what they did was they went up to that school and they walked through the halls and they prayed 
through the halls of that school because they said we're not going to let a satanic organization into the minds of our children. They went up there and they did something about it. And that's what really needs to happen, because the argument from the satanic group is if you can have if, if there's supposed to be separation of church and state and you can have a chess club or you can have this type of club or I don't even know if they had choir. I don't know what they was doing in the school. I ain't got no kids that go there or kids, period. But the the argument of the satanic group was we deserve to have a, a group, too. We should be a freedom of religion, whatever, whatever their argument was, we can do it, too. And what the believer has to say is, no, you can't. There is a such thing as right and wrong, and we're going to stand for what's right. That's just how you have to rock. You, If you got a kid, you got to be like over my dead body. And so what happens now is a lot of parents have begun to homeschool, especially since the pandemic the pandemic made it so that the parents had to log the kids on, especially if you elementary, middle school. You got to make sure your kid log on, get them set up. They're seeing how the classes operate. They're seeing what's being taught. The parents now are. Um, and it was eye opening for a lot of people and a lot of people because of that. And also because of a lot of the stories that I'm showing us today, they pulled their kids out of the home schools. I mean, excuse me, out of the school system and they begin to homeschool those children. So. I know everybody doesn't have the setup to do that, but if you don't have the setup to do that, what you definitely need to do is you need to be in that school figuring out what's going on. What's the curriculum? What type of activities y'all got going on up here? You know, what's this to know the teacher? OK, what you what you on and stuff like that? Like, what's your deal if you're going to be teaching my child? Um, but let's look at this article real quick. Uh, so this is PG County, in, which is in Maryland. It says after a four year legal fight. A transgender former teacher has settled a lawsuit she brought against Prince George's County Public Schools. The settlement was announced Monday by Jennifer Eller's legal team. Now, I'm assuming Jennifer Eller is the is the teacher that is uh, that's in question. But let's keep reading. Just two days before the case was set to go to trial. Let me make this a little bit larger. I'm not sure y'all can see that. Um, it says the lawsuit alleges that Eller was mistreated and discriminated against by not only students, but by parents and staff. Eller decided to transition to a woman in 2011. Now, see, we, we talk about this stuff like it's new, but 2011 was 11 years ago, but let's keep going. About three years after she started teaching at Kenmore Middle School in Landover. She says students there called her a pedophile and a school human resource representative called a note from her therapist about her transition garbage. 
The lawsuit said that uh, said the assistant principal directed her not to wear skirts or dresses because it would make people uncomfortable. Okay, let's 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 unpack this a little bit. Let's unpack. <laughs> yeah, I got pray for me so I can grow up one day. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying so hard not to be a jerk right now. Um, oh gosh. First and foremost, respect everybody. Don't tolerate everybody, but respect everybody. Uh, respect everybody, meaning if somebody is not a pedophile, don't call them a pedophile. Now, why these children were calling that person a pedophile, I don't know. It could be because this particular person um, is just a transgender person. And they associate that with pedophilia and they started calling them that maliciously. And that's wrong. Or it could be that they might have been off some pedophile type stuff and the kids just called them out on it. Now, I've been to schools where there have been teachers that were straight, but um, they were pedophiles. We like at each school I've been to is a guy that got locked up. Uh Man, it's, I ain't going to say his name, none of their names, but I know uh, one guy was in a legal battle over this young lady that was in my class. She was in seventh, eighth grade. She used to go up there and be sitting on his lap. Now, she was like seventh, eighth grade. She's like eighth grade, but she was like very far along in her physical development. But we were just treating it like it was normal. You know what I mean? And this guy, he's an older white guy with, a, with an afro. He looked like... The painter, Jim Ross. Um, anyway, that was one incident in middle school. Another incident in middle school. The teacher, uh, he was the, 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 I think he was the, he won the, he was either a football or the basketball coach. But he definitely coached girls basketball. And, his, and he definitely taught Jim. And his office was right by the girls' locker room. Well, this uh, eighth grader, whose name I'm obviously not going to say, she was in the special class and she actually turned up pregnant. And when she turned up pregnant, her parents were trying her mom. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, somebody was like, who got you pregnant? And she had to tell him that it was this guy. And he ended up going to prison for that. He's out now. But he went to prison for that. Then when we went to high school, a um, couple of rumors. They might have just been rumors. But then you also had this one teacher. He actually married one of his students after she was legal. But the, the deal with him was if you're a female and you're cute and you sit in front of class and you kind of wear a little skirt and don't have your knees together, you might get an A. So is that true or not? I don't know. I don't know. I think I got an A. I, don't, <laughs> I think I got an A. I ain't obviously have to do none of that. I don't know. But the point I'm trying to make is, unfortunately, most of us have a story about teachers who have been inappropriate with students. I saw, look, we talking about is the school safe for your kids? Let me get y'all opinion on this. I think about 10 of y'all, nine of y'all hanging out with me. Let me get y'all opinion on this. Y'all might have seen it. 
Let me show this to you real quick. There's an art teacher who I believe she teaches elementary. And this art teacher is very shapely. Um, this particular woman, she first of all, she's a thirst trapper. Now, you know, before I weigh in, let me let me let me just let y'all before I even weigh in, let me just get y'all a paint. I'm not sure I can even show y'all everything I'm looking at on her Instagram. <laughs> Uh, but she's a te but she's a teacher, okay, and um, she wears these outfits to class. Now, I'm about to show y'all these images. Now, the fact that I even gotta give you a disclaimer for something that she's wearing in front of kids already should tell you my take on it. But I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna go ahead and warn you. You know. It's a little risque. Now, this woman is on Instagram. And she's also a teacher in real life. So she started up a lot of controversy because she wears form fitting clothing like what you see on the screen. Now, the thing is, right, if this woman wants to wear jeans, OK, the, the way she's shaped, y'all can't even see my mouse, which is good. <laughs> the way she's shaped, um, I understand she's going to, even if she wore some mom jeans, like her butt is so big, it's going to still look big. But the fact of the matter is she's wearing these form-fitting jeans in front of these kids. I think she says she's all natural. I'm not sure, but if she is, hats off to her, Right. But um, some of the parents were getting upset at her. This to me is really like not is it's not too bad. Like she just volump she's just a voluptuous woman. So this outfit to me, this is just like all right. I'm I'm trying to look half decent. Shirt could be a little less form fitting, but it's like like that right there. You can't that ain't you can't hide that even if you wanted to. But. Things like the Gene one and just her Instagram profile, period, right? Um, like, what is this? You're in elementary school or what is this? Is this school? This might be some sort of paint. Sip. Let me let me double check. This might not be school. Hold on real quick. She just might. These might be adults. So let me let me not slander her by accident. At first, I thought these were high schoolers, but them look like adults that might be some paint and sip or something like that um but uh my point being wait so this is a class right my point what i was about to say is she's showing all of this stomach and all of that there y'all can't see my mouse but the knees the stomach the all just the whole See, sometimes it's not even a modesty. It's not even about the the outfit all the time. It's about the spirit behind what you're wearing. Like two people can wear the exact same outfit and have a different spirit behind it. And it can just come off totally different. I'm scared to scroll through. The, all right. I, th I think we get the point. Um, so. The reason I'm scrolling and I promise this is the only reason 
<laughs> it's because I'm trying to find one more ones where she was with the kids. But anyway, y'all get the point. She started that controversy um, because some of the parents got mad at her. And they're like, look, we don't want this Jessica Rabbit looking woman teaching our elementary school kids. Like it's there's a, a sensuality behind it. And some people were saying they're just little kids. They don't even know what that means and stuff like that. They don't they have no idea about like if you're saying the kids aren't sexual, then then they don't understand her sexuality. Whereas other people were saying, like, this woman is way too sexual to be around the kids. Let me see what y'all think about this. Catch up on these comments real quick. Um, I'm going to go in reverse order and go back, go back at the top. So, uh, B says, hilarious, poor kids are surely being distracted. That's the new trend now. The Kardashian effect. Yeah. Um, are the kids safe? You send your kid to school. Okay, yeah, they might be in the first grade. Look, I, I like girls when I was in first grade. I'm not sure I understood shaping all of that in first grade, but I had a little crush on this, this young lady. I know her first and last name, but I'm not going to say it. You know what I mean? And... Like I told y'all earlier in this in this in this solid talk, I have never been a fast runner at all. But this dude named Carlos Jackson, he was the fastest dude in our class. And one day, this girl who I liked, I'll just say her first name. Her first name was Caprice. She um like for whatever reasons, like we was this was like first grade. We were standing in front of her, and either she wanted us to race. Or like he wanted to race. Somebody wanted to race. And this dude was the fastest dude in our class. I'm probably, at least I thought at that time, the slowest dude in our class, right? <laughs> but when I raced him that day in front of her, I dusted him. <laughs> I was running like my life depended on it. And so I say that to say um, kids can be... Uh, sexual I'm not even sure if sexual is the right word because I'm not sure I knew what sex was but kids can have attraction to the opposite sex even that early you know I know by third grade that's when you actually knew you know what I'm saying like I got a friend he was attracted to our third grade teacher <laughs> he still talk about it to this day sometimes so for a woman to be dressed like that I don't care how young the kids are. It's like you just don't want that type of um, spirit and seduction around your child. Now, going back to what I was saying about this article about what's happening in PG County. Um, <laughs> they. Some of them, some of these kids called this teacher a pedophile, allegedly. I do believe that. The, it says that the therapist, so the school gave a human resource representative. Let me let me just reread that. She, this is meaning that the guy says students there called her a pedophile and a school human resource representative called a note from her therapist about her transition 
garbage. Do I believe that happened? I do believe the second part probably happened. And the reason why I believe it is because it is garbage, right? Like this, this whole ideology that we've let go awry, it's all garbage. But because we've let it get to this point, legally speaking, this particular person actually does have a um, a case. They won the case because I I do believe this person was probably discriminated against under the laws that the society has allowed the laws and the morality that society has accepted. Yes. But in actuality, is it garbage? Yes, it's garbage because it's not true. It's just simply not true. Um, and, and going back to the point I said earlier, the other reason why I believe that it probably happened is because, as I mentioned, PG County is mostly like black people and some Hispanic people, mostly black people, though. And um, there's there's some of us that are on board with that. But the truth is, like, historically speaking, you know, even though black people got their issues they're more of a conservative people, especially when it comes to um, the agenda. And it's only like in the recent times that we've kind of been poisoned by the mainstream culture. You know how the Bible says, learn not the way of the heathen. Uh, a lot of black people have learned the way of the heathen. So they accept it today. But we don't accept it nearly as much as... Um, nearly as much as uh, like the millennial liberal types, the generation millennial generation Z liberal types. We don't accept it nearly as much of that on average. So I do believe that they probably told this person that uh, it was garbage. Let's keep going. Cause, cause I want, I want y'all to see how much money they got out of this school system. Um, let me see if they tell it, we can go back down. Uh, make sure y'all can see that. Yeah, y'all can see that. I'm trying to find it because I read this article before and I think this person got $3 million, but I'm trying to find it in the article. And my thing is you got this white man coming to this predominantly black school system, bringing this heathenistic ideology. This person school, uh, sues the school system and rakes the county for possibly three million dollars. I say possibly because I'm trying to I'm trying to see if they disclosed how much they actually won. Let me see if it's in another article because I saw this somewhere. So this is an updated. So they settled. Uh, give me one second to see if, uh, hold on. You know what? Let's go through this article a little bit more. Uh, but basically, basically they, they weren't really accepting this person's lifestyle. They were saying it's a joke. I can't find the $3 million. So take that with a grain of salt. I can't remember where I actually saw the dollar amount. But uh, but they settled. 
And usually when somebody settles, what that means is that they're satisfied. They're satisfied with what they got. They they feel like they have been wrong in that. Oops. Okay, no, we're not doing that. They feel like they have been wronged and that they have they have been compensated for their damages. So it's just wild. And this is happening in school. Imagine government soon. Um, really any space, any of them seven pillars that we was talking about, any of them spaces is liable to go down that way. Y'all know I determined I'd be sometimes. I'm really trying to see which article I saw that actually had the dollar amount. Maybe they don't. Maybe maybe I was seeing things. So we're going to leave it alone. But y'all get the point. All right. Let me check on the comments. Then we're going to read one last article and call it a night because we well above. We're well, we are well past eight. See a couple comments. Teachers are used to be held up to a standard and uh, and professionalism. Teachers used to be held up to a standard and professionalism. Yeah, they used to. But they're with the spirit of this age. And if you breathe in the spirit of this age, you'll become intoxicated. So let's check out this one last article. My cousin Tony sent me this this morning. This article. Okay, so we read about the one with the books. We read about that one, the transgender student, teacher, excuse me. And we definitely saw this uh, lady. Okay, here we go. Let's check this article out. New York Post. Maine University in uproar after professor insists there are only two sexes. Okay. Not a crazy claim, a, a truthful claim, an elementary claim. They used to have a, a movie in the 90s called Kindergarten Cop. The kid simply said, and I'm just using what the kid said, he said, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Easy peasy. Let's read this article. Let me make it a little bit larger for y'all to see. Students at the University of Southern Maine are in a meltdown after a professor at the college accurately insisted there were only two sexes. Now, the reason why this says accurately is because the New York Post is a conservative um, website. And as a matter of fact, I actually, the article that my cousin sent me, I believe it said that the that this teacher was fired, right? So I don't even know if this one is up to date. Um, let me click on this one that he sent me. Oh no, no, no. Okay, it said they demand a replacement. All right, so we'll see how this shakes out. So it says, education professor Christy Hammer made the remarks on September 7th in front of graduate students in her class, creating a positive learning environment, sparking intense backlash. Only one other student in the class reportedly agreed with Hammer's assertion of biological reality, the Bangor Daily News reported. Now, let's think about this. I don't know how large the class is, but... Out of an entire classroom, 
You only got two people who let me let me let me not even say that. You got two people who are bold enough to proclaim the simple truth that they're two sexes. The thing is, other people could have been in the room and could have believed it, but they could have been silent. And this is university. You're paying tens of thousands of dollars to send your kid to universities where the majority of the people think crazy. It says Elizabeth Lebiger, a non-binary student in the class, said the claim made her feel under personal attack. Yeah, your demon got impacted. Quote, I let her know I didn't think she was qualified to teach a class about positive learning environments, said Lidberger. According to Fox News, it's the ultimate irony. Students in the class staged a walkout in protest on September 14th, demanding a, quote, restorative justice meeting. You know, I don't want to get into the religion um, part of this. But isn't it ironic that their religion has injustice in their minds? In this person's mind, who is living a lie, this person actually believes that because they felt like they're under personal attack, that justice needs to be served. In other words, they will kill you and think they are doing God's service. That's how the Bible says it. So they're going to have a, quote, restorative justice meeting with the head of the School of Education and Human Development, during which they urge the school to oust hammer. University administrators have so far stood by their employees and insisted they would create another class for those who felt unsafe with hammer. Now, let me give kudos to this particular university, which is Maine University. Uh, or let me, my bad, the University of Southern Maine, uh, because most administrations today would bow to the beast. We're talking about the beast system. How you bow to the beast would have been if they fired this teacher and yielded to these students' ideology in spite of it not being the truth. Okay, this is the, the particular teacher I don't know her. I mean, she just looked like a lady to me. She just said a simple truth. I'm not sure if the article continues. I don't know what this crazy thing is. I'm about to scroll. You know, let me. Oh, that's. Oh, <laughs> OK. <laughs> All right. OK. So this is the teacher who felt as though they're on. I mean, excuse me. This is the student who felt as though. I don't know if this is a man or a woman. It or he or them was under personal attack. This quote unquote non-binary student. All right. We who are spiritual, I ain't even got to say nothing because I'm trying not to be mean. Okay. The University of Southern Maine, that's the University of Southern Maine. Okay, so here's the last paragraph. We have developed an alternative plan for this class and we'll be opening a new section of this course for those students who would like to move. The university spokesperson, Gina Marie Guadagnino, told the local press the original section 
taught by Professor Hammer will continue for any student who wishes to remain in that class. Now, let me actually say this, because I was giving big kudos to to the university. And my kudos are because the university did not fire the teacher, right? Which is what would have happened in most places. However, um, the fact that they're going to create an entirely new class (laughs) over somebody who said a simple truth. The Bible says God created them male and female. But because somebody said they feel unsafe, which, by the way, is a very manipulative tactic that that community tends to use. They, they say they feel unsafe. They feel personal harm. You know, they feel like if you don't let me do this or believe what I do, I'm going to kill myself. That's manipulation. So what some of these parents do is, you know. And this will be in a family conversation is they say, well, so I heard it put this way. I'd rather have a an alive daughter than a dead son, meaning that, for example, they have a son who thinks that he's a girl. So they and and and, and the, maybe the son is like, if you don't let me become a girl, I'm gonna kill myself. So so they're guilt tripping people into believing that if you stand on the truth that there are two sexes, male and female, that these people are going to commit suicide, right? Now, here's the thing. I don't know the suicide rates, and I'm pretty sure there's been at least one person who's probably committed suicide because of that type of confusion. And I think that's sad, but the truth is that it's not the truth that caused this person to commit suicide is their attachment to the lie that caused them to go insane and commit suicide. The truth is the truth. They have the responsibility to reckon with the truth, right? You you come let us reason together. But the lie and their 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 marriage to that lie and their refusal to divorce that lie instead of just accepting the truth and getting the healing, which is spiritual healing and probably mental healing. But let's be real. We know it's spiritual healing. They need the spiritual healing to work, to troubleshoot through it, troubleshoot through it, figure it out. You know, everybody got some issues. Figure it out. But um, but. A lot of times when these people say they're going to do that, it's really just a blackmail tactic. It's really just guerrilla warfare. They're just trying to strong arm you and guilt you into saying that this is a life or death situation. So anyway, you guys let me know before we close out. How do you feel about school today? Do you feel that we're safe, uh, that the kids are safe in the school system? I think the thumbnail of this says something to the effect of, are our kids safe in school, right? And at first I said, are the kids safe in school? But I changed it to our because we're actually paying for this. Now, personally, I want my money back. <laughs> I want I want a refund. Um, but the fact of the matter is our tax dollars pay 
to educate our children, right? Um, and this is what they're educating them with. All of these examples that we went through during this entire um, episode, that's what it is. You guys let me know how you feel about the school system. I actually do care to see what you think before we close out. Um, I'll read a few comments until we get to that point. God bless everybody joining there. Sister Brittany says, I thought it was weird that a lot of kids at my school kept fighting each other like animals. I can't imagine the things that go on in most public schools today. Yes, Sister Brittany, I would like to know a little bit more about what's going on in your school. I'm not sure if you're a teacher or no, I think Brittany is a teacher. Actually, I do know that. So Brittany's a teacher. So you're saying that it's weird that a lot of kids at your school were fighting each other like animals. I can't imagine the things that go on in most public schools today. So I'm assuming that you don't teach at a public school and even your school is bad, <laughs> which is horrible. Um Remember that scripture Paul said, even the women, like even the suburban kids wilding out. B says public school is like sending our kids to the jungle. It can be. You know, I, I you know, I talked a lot about the teachers. I had some good teachers growing up for the most part. Um so shout out to them. But today they mean well. Like, that's the thing about it. Like, the, like they actually, they think they're doing God's service. They actually do think that, you know, introducing the kids, when we start the class, everybody got to start with pronouns. I think that's what my cousin told me that his, his, his kids had to do at the beginning of the year. They started the class and everybody had to start with pronouns. Like, what you supposed to do with that? Cause your kid wants to get an A, you go, you tell your kid go to, excuse me, go to school, get an education, be, you know, pay attention in class, obey the teacher, do what they tell you, and then when when they tell them something, it's something crazy. Okay, B says, okay, we read that. Brother Joseph says, sad seeing Christians chasing the bag behind the pillar mountain theology. Now that's interesting, brother Joseph. Um, so I opened up with the pillar mountain theology. Now this is something that somebody told me a few years ago. I mean, I didn't think too much of it. I just was like, okay. Um, so I haven't really deemed it good or bad. I'm sure somebody is probably out there manipulating it because people manipulate the regular gospel. Um, but when I woke up this morning, uh, the Holy Spirit had me to to uh, research what are the pillars of society, right? And I was already thinking about a lot of the seven that we named, right? But um, I was looking for like a comprehensive list. And so I found that. And regardless of the validity of this whole seven mountain thing, and I don't know how deep it gets, but I, I do know that all of these spaces are spaces that the enemy is trying to um, trying to capture. And I do believe that we as believers need to compete for these spaces right now. If it get into something deeper, deeper than that, brother, that I don't really know, educate me so I can 
say the right stuff. You know what I mean? I more so when I brought it up, I was more so just focused on the particular spaces. But I know Brother Joseph is very versed in things, so I take his opinion um, pretty seriously. Lizzie says, <laughs> Lizzie said, I believe it's a she. I think that was somebody we had up on the screen earlier. Cecilia says, their identity was in their sexuality, and once it's questioned, they lose their minds. As for me and my future children, they will be homeschooled. As a teacher, I can confidently say our school system is demonic. And that's the thing about it, too, is that every teacher is not a bad teacher. I know believers that are like real believers that are teachers, but they're in these school systems. And if you stand up to 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 be the sacrificial lamb, that can be at the expense of your job. I got a buddy. He's not a, a believer, uh, but he's very he's very moral and he's relatively conservative. Right. So I think he's going to be saved one day. I think he's just not saved yet. But um, he's a teacher. And he tells me about the stuff that goes on in his school. And at the beginning of the year, they actually made hit made his his school made the teachers have the students say their pronouns on the first week of school. Um, there was an email that went out and he's really not on board with that at all. But his thing is like. This is my job, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I need to eat. And because I need to eat, I'm just going to do whatever they want me to do, and we'll figure out the rest later. I'm actually looking for it. It might take me a little while to find this email. And in the interest of time, I might end up having to not, having to not find it. I found it. <laughs> okay. All right. This is D.C. Public Schools. Email that went out to a, I think he's in like a middle school slash high school. Subject of the email says, include including pronouns in your day one activities. Hello all. As we begin our new school year, I wanted to reach out to officer. I'm sorry. Okay. Very small font. I had to zoom in and it's not that clear. I wanted to reach out to offer a great resource for including student pronouns on the first day of school. At the end of this email is an excellent guide from GLSEN that outlines the how and why of honoring students pronouns. Oh, my bad. I'm not reading this right. The how and why of honoring student pronouns and provides Additional resources for learning more. Let's see what this G-L-S-E-N is. They don't really say. They Okay, they don't say. Some quick and easy ways to include pronouns in your room. If you have a student survey, in addition to a question about a preferred name, include a pronoun question and be sure to ask the students if it's okay to use their pronouns with their families and or other teachers. Before you call the names on your roster, 
ask your class if there is anyone with a name that they would prefer not being read aloud or is different from what is in Aspen. Has in parentheses here, some students have not changed their names in Aspen and hearing their dead name. (laughs) This stuff is crazy. They call it the name that, that, this is crazy. Y'all know D.C. is super liberal. That's where I live. I'm, I'm practically in Sodom living here. But um, apparently, I guess if you change your name and change your gender, whatever your name used to be, that's your dead name. So if you if you used to be a boy and now you're a girl, he's dead. And hey, <laughs> I'm alive. So it says. And hearing their dead name repeatedly on the first day can be harmful. Do you see the angle that they're taking in the schools with this? Harmful. It's it's always this thing. You know what's harmful? Going to hell. That's harmful, right? But they say this is harmful. Okay, the next bullet says provide your own pronouns when you introduce yourself and also add them to your door sign, quote, uh, parentheses, if you are comfortable doing so. It says add your pronouns to your email signature if you are comfortable doing so. So, I mean, some of this is optional, but my friend who works in D.C. public schools told me that this went out to all of the teachers there. If you have additional questions or would like to check in for additional support, please do not hesitate to reach out. I also have great LGBTQ plus ally stickers, see below, that can be placed on the door of your classroom or office. If you would like one, excuse me, if you would like one, please let me know. This, this person needs to start using some commas or something. If you would like one, this is supposed to be in school. If you would like one, please let me know and I will place it in your mailbox by the end of the week. Please also feel free to copy and paste this image for inclusion in your email signature if you so wish. So, you know, the interesting thing now, everything right now is like, if you so wish, if you're comfortable. The question is, how much longer do we have before all these if ands and buts and maybes? actually turns into you do it or you're out the door. Um, So we pretty much hammered this home. I'm going to read y'all comments because I did want to know what y'all thoughts to that question is. And then we're going to close out. But I do know personally, I'm 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 not sending my kid to that. Um, How we going to work it out? We just got to figure it out. Hopefully they create more Christian schools. I know there are a lot of homeschool communities that are popping up especially since the pandemic, there are folks that are networking through the internet, networking. And man, there's a couple, um, sister Irene and her husband and family, they, they homeschool their kids. And I see it on Instagram and I I think they might've just started a nonprofit. So I might have to get them on solid talk to tell us more about that, but they homeschool their kids and the kids be learning everything, (laughs) like everything. And when I say everything, like they're learning reading, writing and arithmetic, but they're also learning how to cook. They're going out in nature and finding animals and uh, 
you know, growing plants. And you you look at that stuff and somebody say, well, now nah, you got to keep them in the school so they can learn. But when she get the test scores back, what all the test scores say when she put it on her Instagram story, 90, 96 percentile in the categories. 95, homeschool kids do really well. 90, 96, 95 percentile nationwide. Why? Because her and her husband are sewing into their kids. They see it as an investment. They see the kids as man. They see it. As, they see them as an investment, and they also see them as their legacy. I'm not gonna pawn these. I'm not gonna. Sim- oh gosh, I'm about to go. I promise, I'm about to go. Nate C. Nate's pastor, Bishop Way, said something that I really like. One time, he said, "Don't send your kids to Caesar." And be upset when they come back acting like Romans. That's what we've done. And it's been at the expense of material gain. Because a lot of families want two incomes. And so they say, man, instead of you staying home and teaching the kids, let's just chase the bag. And y'all both chase the bag and you provide your kid all the material things. They got a PlayStation. They got uh, the new Jordans. They got some nice little clothes. They even making A's in school. Why? <laughs> because they're learning everything the school taught them, teaches them. So they doing all this. But then when you get to their actual mindset and their worldview, they're crazy. And then you look at your kids and you try to figure out, man, how how did like you, you, you're saying I didn't raise them that way. But the reality is you didn't raise them. You you probably raised them probably about 35 percent of the time. We give you the whole weekend, 35, 40 percent of the time. The other 65 to 70%, the other 60 to 65% is where? Schools and probably social media. Because we said, man, I want a nice house and I want a nice car. We don't need a family car. I need a car. The husband need a car and the wife need a car because I want my own car. So we'll, we'll ship the kids off to school. We're going to go and live this upper middle class life and as long as we got material goods we're good but can't come back crazy what you're supposed to say Uh, let's read these few comments then we're gonna get off lizzie says dead name are these folks serious the school system is a joke the church will have to establish a school for our own children i believe that Ashkenazi says, that is insane. Having no family to speak of, I have no idea what's going on in the schools, etc. Well, I have family, but they are all Masons, Eastern Stars, and no longer speak to me. Yeah. B says, how hard it must be to go against the grain, such as Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Man, there was a golden age of Christianity in this country. 
that we missed out on. <laughs> but man, it must have been a good time to be alive. And I'm not saying that they didn't have any cultural issues because the truth of the matter is this this is this has been a as we go through this series of the seven pillars of the beast system, um we're gonna learn historically this has been gradual over time. So even though like the people that went to church in the 70s and 80s, they was just going to church, singing and dancing, and you could send your kids to school and they'd be okay. It has been a slow, gradual thing that the enemy has been doing. So I say that to say perspective-wise, they had issues of their own. But I do believe we have a whole different set of issues. Before I get off to y'all, let me know if y'all want Solid Talks um, broken up into smaller pieces after the fact, like after I stream, because a lot of people don't want to sit through an hour, two hour solid talk. So I can download the video and then chop off little particular sections if y'all want to maybe see them throughout the week. But anyway, uh, Susan G says COVID 19 vaccines were you do it or you're out the door. That was the case. I think that was the case for D.C. public schools. I think they might have backed off of that. But for a short period of time, they mandated that your kids be vaccinated if they went to schools, which which tells me the teachers probably were mandated as well. Matter of fact, I think all D.C. public, uh, all D.C. government employees had to be vaccinated. Um, Crazy. Cecilia says chasing a bag at the expense of your kids is crazy. You know what? It's crazy. But to be honest with you, I don't think a lot of people consciously do it. I think it's just more like I think it's just more like. uh, it, It goes into this whole idea of marriage and marriage being a partnership. Right. Um We're going to save some of this for the family. Well, I know I probably got in trouble this one. We'll see if this video stays up, but um, I'll probably get in more trouble than the family one. But it, it's just uh, the whole like it, it kind of a little bit of it is feminism. Right. Um, just this whole idea of like uh, it's shameful for a woman to be in the house tending to the house and taking care of the kids, right? Like that's that's something that some women will clown you for if you do that. So because of that, um, most women on average in America want to go out and get their own bag. Like I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we together. So, so they see everything as this partnership, right? And so I don't think people consciously know like, oh man, I'm training my kids in da 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 da, but <clears throat> at the same time, you know, and, and, and so for a time you could do that. You know, my mom, both my mom and my dad worked. They could send me to school. Now I'll admit there were things in school that I learned that I probably just should have never learned, <laughs> like the theory of evolution. If I have a kid, I'm just not going to teach him that. I'll I'll teach them later on what it is if you hear this. And when I teach it, I'm going to teach it through the context of. Yeah, there's some idiots out here. They have no idea who God is. You'll hear this thing. I'm going to tell you what it is, but it's hogwash. But just so you can understand the world, 
this is what it is. Like if I if I have a kid, he'll probably be a son and he'll probably think like me, so he'll get it. But there are other things in school, like schools teaching you about sex education. Um, man, I knew I said I was gonna go. But I even saw a story where they're like teaching um small children uh about sex education, about sexuality at a young age. Um, but even when I was in school, they taught us uh we had sex ed class. And uh, at the time, it seemed good on on the surface, but it's like they don't tell you. They they start off when I was in school. I don't know what they do now. They did start off with like the safest sex is abstinence, right? That's the first thing they tell you. But it's not from any context of morality. It's not from any context of like this is right and this is wrong. It's more from the context of you don't want to catch any diseases, so they start off the safest sex is abstinence. Then after that, they start telling you about all these condoms. You got this condom, got that condom, female condoms. And so if you hear that in school and you don't get sex education from your parents, um, then in your mind, it's just like, OK, I can just have sex and just use a condom, which, by the way, condoms aren't even like foolproof against STDs and STIs. So, in my opinion, I don't even think the school should be teaching uh, sex education that way. Like, if you want to teach biology and say, okay, these are female organs, these are male repro- these are female reproductive organs and male reproductive organs. This is how a child is conceived, and leave it at that. In biology class, cool, but sex education that should be left to the parents. Like, like, let me parent, bro. Like, <laughs> I got this. And the sad reality is a lot of parents don't got this because they weren't educated themselves or they don't, you know. And so so then the schools have this excuse like, OK, well, we have to fill in. We have to make up for what these kids are lacking at home. But then when they make up for it, it's something that is totally against the word of God. So I'm to the place now. I, I like lean on me and all that and all that good. I don't need no. If, if you're a teacher, teach my kid and shut up. You know how they tell the athletes shut up and dribble. I'm like, bro, sis, shut up and teach. Like I don't because the culture is too is too perverted. Like it's too murky. I don't need you dealing with my morals and all that. I'll take care of that. I need them to know three times three. You know what I'm saying? equals nine that's 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 all you need if they, and they barely even need that for real because how much of that stuff do you even use how much of that stuff do you even use i saw a meme this week it said still waiting on no it was like day such and such of being adult still haven't used y equals mx plus b <laughs> you know now some people use that you building cell phones and you building you know architecture or you know, high level type stuff, iPads and laptops. Yeah, you might need to, you might need to know some of that stuff, but average person, they don't need to know that. Um Yeah, uh Yeah, if you're watching on rewind, put it on two times fast. You know I'll be talking slow sometimes. 
and it's like two hours now. Um, Ashkenazi says, but isn't it interesting? Most of the rich men's wives stay at home and don't work. I can't think of any lawyer I ever worked for whose wife worked outside the home. And those wives aren't criticized for not having a career. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. And it's like all different. So it's like you got to talk to all different types of people in all different types of places because there's like the type of women where it's like if you if you uh, uh, like these real housewife types, they're very fashionable now. But then at the same time, there there was and probably still is a period where it was a little bit of a stigma to be a housewife. So it's kind of like if your man is balling out of control and you're a housewife, you good because you done leveled up and y'all got the bag and you're glamorous. But if you and your husband are like a middle to low class, lower middle, my bad, not low class. If y'all are like a middle class family and y'all not balling out of control, you ain't you ain't got a Birkin bag every season, right? You ain't got the new one that came out every season. You're you're a mom. You have a nice dependable SUV. You take your kid to soccer practice. You prepare their meals. You love on them. You ain't got the fanciest clothes because that's not your priority. You tend to your home. You know what I'm saying? You you faithful to your husband. You know what I'm saying? You and your husband communicate. Y'all make decisions. You know, if you're doing that, it, like, they almost act like that struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you are a rich housewife, you basically made it to the league. But if you're a just just not even like poverty, but just like just an average, you know, like middle class housewife mom, then then they like, oh, da 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 da. Like and and the, and and then they put fear into it because they say, Well, if your husband leaves you, what are you gonna fall back on? You haven't worked for the last fifteen years. And I get that, logically speaking, I get that, right? Um, if you out here in the world and y'all don't know Christ yet, you might not, you <laughs> you might want to get you a little John. You know? But but if y'all really are 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 married the way that God tells you to be married, then you know what I'm saying y'all just y'all just need to stick it out. I heard somebody say the best way to not get divorced is to stay married. If I whoever if I even end up getting married, once we marry, we just married. <laughs> you know what I mean? I ain't got time for that divorce thing. I don't know how God be feeling about that. So we just gonna leave it as it is. But listen, family, I done rambled on way too long. We almost two hours on the dot, so we're gonna wrap it up. That's all I have in this solid talk family. Hopefully I ain't get in too much trouble tonight. You all take care. Culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working. His goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. 
neglect Culture living godless, I can't even call it We in the last days, Babylon is falling Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a the Shelby say We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages, the blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases. I pleaded and believe it, so it covers all my bases. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect, call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity. Social media, nothing more than narcissistic vanity. PC culture on a mission, and they try to cancel me, but I know Jesus gonna. To keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty No I can't handle me Not where I wanna be But best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit Main event and slambery So I need them every day to daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron So I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here But guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous Are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints When they step in